Welcome back again, friends, to your daily Bible podcast as we continue reading through the story. Today we are going to be in 2 Kings chapter 19, and we'll read verse 14 down through 19, and then we'll skip ahead a little bit as well. So at this point in the story, the northern kingdom Israel has fallen. The Assyrian Empire has come and carried the men off to captivity, destroyed the cities, and resettled them with men from other countries. And now the Assyrian army stands at the doorstep of the southern kingdom, Judah. And they're sending their uh, ambassadors and their envoys down to the city of Jerusalem after conquering the fortified cities that separate Israel from Judah. They send word to Hezekiah that it's time for Jerusalem to surrender and to pay tribute to the nation of Assyria. Hezekiah, a godly king, a king whom the book of 2 Kings tells us there was not a king like him before or after in Judah. This is a man who loved the Lord and obeyed him. And so Hezekiah agrees and gives gold and silver and tribute to the king of Assyria so that they'll leave, but it's not enough. So they end up coming to Jerusalem and telling them, we're going to come, and there's nothing you can do to stop us. In fact, they speak loudly so the nation can hear, telling them they need to lay down their weapons and surrender and allow the Assyrian king to conquer and rule over the nation of Judah. So when Hezekiah is brought this report of the demands of the king of Assyria, this is what happens next. 2 Kings chapter 19, verse 14. Hezekiah received the letter from the messengers and read it. Then he went up to the temple of the Lord and spread it out before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, Lord, the God of Israel, enthroned between the cherubim, you alone are God over all kingdoms of the earth. You have made heaven and earth. Give ear, Lord, and hear. Open your ears, Lord, and see. Listen to the words Shennacherib has sent to ridicule the living God. It is true, Lord, that the Assyrian kings have laid waste to these nations and their lands. They have thrown their gods into the fire and destroyed them, for they were not gods, but only wood and stone, fashioned by human hands. Now, Lord our God, deliver us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you alone, the Lord, are God. Okay, after this, Isaiah sends his messengers to the king with the prophecy where God responds to this prayer of Hezekiah, declaring, I'll read to you from verse 32. Therefore, this is what the Lord says concerning the king of Assyria. He will not enter the city or shoot an arrow here. He will not come before it with shield or build up a siege ramp against it. By the way that he came, he will return. He will not enter the city, declares the Lord. I will defend this city and save it for my sake and for the sake of my servant David. Now verse 35. That night, the angel of the Lord went out and put to death 185,000 in the Assyrian camp. When the people got up the next morning, there were all the dead bodies. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, broke camp and withdrew. He returned to Nineveh and stayed there. One day, while he was worshiping in the temple of his god Nisroch, his sons, Adramelech and Shazar, killed him with a sword, and they escaped to the land of Eret. 
and Asherhadon, his son, succeeded him as king. Okay, this story highlights a critical plot point that we have seen now all the way since the time of exile until this point in the history of the nation of Judah. God will fight for his people when they follow him and obey him. When they turn their hearts towards him and they cry out to him, he himself will do the fighting. We see this all throughout the book of Judges. We see this throughout the story of the Exodus. We see this through the conquest of the land in the book of Joshua. And now we see it once again clearly displayed here. God says, follow me, do it my way, call out to me, cry out to me, and I will be your protector. I will be your sword. I will be your shield. I will do the fighting. This is God's plan for his people. He will be their provision. He will be their protector. He will be their God and be their shelter and be their safety. No army of that day could have stood against the Assyrian Empire. It was at its time the largest empire on the earth. But God is much bigger, much stronger than any army or any person or any king. And so as Hezekiah rightly does, he goes on to his face in prayer before the Lord. That is his weapon of war. He goes to the Lord and he prays and the Lord answers. Friends, the Spirit of God that lives in you and the power of God that is available to us in and through prayer is absolutely bigger than any obstacle, any war, any evil, or any difficulty that could possibly come against us. God's plans are unshakable, and the Lord will and does use us as his people as we trust him and as we obey him and as we pray to change the outcomes of events here on this earth. So I want to encourage you today, be like Hezekiah. Pray. Fall on your face before the Lord. Call out to him. Cry out to him for his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let's pray. Thank you, God, that you hear us. Thank you, God, that you are powerful, that you are Lord, that you are Savior, that you are a strong tower that the righteous can run into and be saved. We pray today, God, for your strength. We pray, God, for your peace. We pray, God, for your help. And we pray that we will be a people who come before you, God, in prayer and who don't wage war as this world does, but who come against the principalities, the strongholds that face us, God, in the heavenly and spiritual realms, that we would be a praying people who never, ever give up on prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.